Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and with us this morning the co-chairs of a very special event coming up in just about a week, the Hope for 100 Stand Sunday event at Green Acres Baptist Church and those co-chairs would be Jillian Sheridan and Kelly DeShazo. Good morning to both of you. Great to have you with us today. Good morning, John. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate having you on the show. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash audio and scroll down to In Focus or check the page for the iTunes link. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Jillian, news anchor for CBS 19 for a number of years now, and no stranger to this show. You've been on here <laughs> several times talking about different things. Yeah. Um, it's well known that you're very much involved in the community. Community, along with reporting the news on a daily basis and this is something that I know you really have a heart for let's get started by talking about uh, what exactly Stand Sunday is and what Hope for 100 is. Yeah, Hope for 100 started back in 2009 at Green Acres. One of our members just really saw the need for children who needed a family, saw the orphan crisis, and so he began exploring how our church could really respond to this need. Of course, our pastor, Pastor Dykes, was very behind it, and then ultimately our church got behind it. And in a short period of time, within that first year, we helped 100 children children who needed either a foster home or adoption. We've now surpassed that. Um, we're working on the second hundred, and our, our mission has even expanded now to about 15 other churches here in the East Texas area that we've helped also start a mission to help orphans. Okay. And, and, this, ahead, and, this, and so because of that, we have started celebrating Orphan Sunday, which happens all across the country because November is National Adoption Awareness Month. And this year, instead of calling it Hope Sunday, we're calling it Stand Sunday. Okay. And this actually came from something that another Texas church did. It was down in, in Brownwood, Texas, and the pastor there said to his church one Sunday, this was back in 2004, mm -hmm. he said, who will stand with me to defend, care, and support abused, abandoned, and neglected children in our community? Well, the pastor didn't necessarily mean who will stand physically. He just was looking for support from his congregation. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what happened is a member in the back stood, then more stood, and finally his entire congregation stood and said, yeah, we want to help orphans. We're with you. And that's what we're hoping will happen on our Orphan Sunday. That sounds like it would make a great movie, but it's happening very much in real life. Very and real, And it's yes. just become a real uh, powerful event, I guess you could say, for, um, that might even be an understatement right. for the folks at Green Acres and the other people that you've touched through this effort. Sunday, November 6th is the day of Stand Sunday at mm -hmm. Green Acres Baptist Church under the auspices of Hope for 100, which right. we should clarify is its own separate 501c3 nonprofit agency. Right. We'll tell you in a few minutes how you can find out more about all of this by phone or online or email or uh, etc. One thing that I uh, found interesting was that in the material that is provided and that you gave me, Kelly sent over, it's, uh, there are references to both Stand Sunday and Orphan Sunday. How did you decide to make the transition from Orphan Sunday to Stand Sunday? You know, um, we talked about that, mm -hmm. and some people, in fact, Kelly, you, you might want to even address yes. that. We were kind of a family that when the term orphan came up in church for us, they would have a stand on Orphan Sunday. It just felt uncomfortable, especially with our young daughter with us who is adopted, and, and the term orphan, although that's a real term and that's a, a real issue that we are dealing with, 
it was just something that she was not able to really understand, and it made us kind of uncomfortable trying mm-hmm. to explain it, even though it is a, big, a biblical term. And so Jillian and I started talking about it when we first um, got together working on Hope for 100 and talked about how, you know, that, that word is just difficult, and actually there were families, who other families who were uncomfortable with it. And so, and then lo and behold, the, the, uh, the larger organization was addressing it Mm-hmm. kind of behind the scenes we didn't even know about that and mm-hmm. so we ended up getting an email saying they had stand it, changed it to stand sunday and we're like yeah. yes we love that we were already working on our own name so um that's where it came from okay great uh the goal and purpose for hope for 100 let's kind of just get into that a little bit more deeply and tell folks exactly what you're trying to accomplish here yeah well and it, it may sound self-explanatory but hope for 100 started as a way to encourage Christian families to take in children, obviously raise them in a Christian home. Um, But to give you some idea of the perspective and why we thought this is really an issue that we needed to address, there's about 143 million orphans in the world. If you bring that back to the U.S., we're talking about roughly half a million, 500,000 orphans. In Texas at any given time, we usually have around 30,000 orphans. Mm -hmm. Bring it here to East Texas, and we usually have about 1,000 children here that need homes. So that's when Hope for 100 started, was a way to really bring children into Christian homes and and either get them in a decent foster home and then ultimately adopted. And we realize not everyone, not everyone can adopt, but we do feel that everyone can help a child, a foster child, in some way. And there's lots of different ways that they can help. Um, you know, one of the ways we tell everybody is you can pray. For a child. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do that and and prayer does definitely help. So we tell them that. Maybe it's your, you want to be an advocate for a child and there's different ways you can volunteer for that. You can be a CASA volunteer, which is a court-appointed special advocate. Sure. And that's a way that you go into the court system and you are the, the voice for that child to do what's best for that child. Perhaps you want to foster but don't want to do it on a permanent basis. You can be certified to do what's called respite care. So you would take a child on the weekend from a foster family to give them a break. Um, and so you would just do that on the weekend. And then you become a permanent foster parent or, of course, there's, there's adoption. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of different ways to help. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Jillian Sheridan and Kelly DeShazo, the co-chairs of this year's Stand Sunday, November 6th at Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler under the auspices of the organization Hope for 100. Let's give out a little bit of contact information because people are going to want to know how to get in touch, find out more about this. The website is hopefor100.org. Right. And there's a lot of information on there. If you want to make a phone call and talk to an individual about what Hope for 100 is doing or what Stand Sunday is all about, it's Kevin Burdett. He's the Minister of Adult Impact at Green Acres, and his number is 903-574-7926. A little bit later, we'll tell you about Forever Families. And if you've watched Jillian on TV or read her articles in the paper, you're familiar with that concept. And uh, that's also very much linked in with what you do so we'll talk about that a little bit later on but let's talk about what's exactly what's going to be happening on sunday november 6th i understand two church services 9 a.m and 11 a.m at green acres and let's paint a picture of what's going to be going on there that day right the two services are at 9 and 10 30 10 30 excuse me okay right and obviously pastor dykes will have a message um with some updated numbers as well, you know, yes. mm-hmm. on, on children and the need. But in addition, that day we'll have about a dozen agencies in our foyer. 
Some will be foster care, some will be for adopt. One is the ABBA fund, which is financial assistance for families who want to adopt. Okay. Um, so all of that will be in the foyer that Sunday so that you can make contact, get information, whatever it is you need, uh, support for if you're an adopted parent, all of that will be in our foyer with additional information on that Sunday. So we encourage anyone, anyone in our community, if you're interested in just learning more about how you can help a foster child, come and join us that day and, and, and get that information. We found a lot of times it takes a while sometimes. You plant a seed about helping a foster child, but then somebody else might water it, um, and over time it's going to bloom, and then a family really decides what is their calling to help a child. Okay. I think it's important to note that you have uh, a lot of resources available. You present a lot of options to people, adoption, foster care, volunteering with an agency like CASA, for example, and there are other agencies that you can volunteer with that do similar work as well. To a considerable degree, and we, it's not exclusively a clearinghouse, but Hope for 100 is, to a considerable extent, as I see it, kind of a clearinghouse, and you just have a lot of resources available. Can you tell us about some of the things that, if somebody wants to follow through with this, wants to adopt, wants to be a mm -hmm. foster parent, and, uh, okay, they'll go to Stand Sunday, mm -hmm. and then what kinds of resources do you have in-house? Adoption, counseling, mentoring, sponsorship, things like that. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. There's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes exactly. to fostering and right. adoption. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we tell people, you have to do your homework. So we can tell you these are the different local agencies, but then it's a matter of you making contact and finding out which one really do you feel comfortable? Which one fits your needs? Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily say to a, a family, we think this agency is the best one for you. That's something you have to find out what's a good fit for your family. But So we have the resources to connect you. Um, finances should never be a reason that a family cannot adopt. So we can connect you that way. There are several different agencies out there. Um, some of them will provide you with a no-interest loan that you just simply pay back. So there are, there's support available financially as well to help a family. And, and that's part of our reason for Stand Sunday, is to give people this information, help at least get them started in the right path. Mm -hmm. Because typically from the time you start to, to the time you get a child, it's about nine months to a year really that it takes mm -hmm. by the time you're licensed and certified to do all that. Yeah. So basically uh, what folks want to do if they're interested in following through on what we're talking about today, they want to be at one of those two services, 9 or 1030 November. in the morning. I mm -hmm. mean 930, 9 or 1030. 9 or yes. 1030 Sorry, on November the 6th, <laughs> Sunday morning at Green Acres Baptist Church, and there will be a lot of resources available right there. If you can't be there for any reason, the person you want to contact is Kevin Burdett, and he can pretty much do a very, very reasonable facsimile of what's going to be happening he on sure Stand can. Sunday. Kevin is the Minister of Adult Impact. His number is 903-574-7926. And again, the website, lots of information on there, is hopefor100.org. Um, knowing that getting families to adopt is a focus of the ministry, and you just explained a lot of this, Jillian, but uh, I think it's important to note that you do really work with every family through the entire process. They're kind of on their own, but you're, you've got their back, too. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. We do. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we have, you know, just uh, church members who are um, work with Hope for 100 who are just available to talk through Mm -hmm. If a family decides they want to adopt or they want to pursue adoption or foster care, we just have families available that have already walked that road that are willing to answer questions, meet with them. And then we have um, 
a ministry called Tyler Forever Families um, that John Daniel, one of our church members, runs, and they really pick up uh, the torch. Once you have adopted a child, you know, raising that child and going through that process of, of working with the child and the different things that you deal with as an adopted family, um, Forever Families really walks you through that. They do different events where they have speakers that really um, teach the parents um, varying things about adoption and issues with children that you might face if you have an adopted child, especially from difficult um, circumstances. So. Okay. Uh, Forever Families, I'm glad you mentioned that. We were headed in that direction. That's a very familiar term. I know Jillian has probably mm -hmm. said it on the air more times than she can <laughs> count, have. which is a good thing. John Daniel is the contact. That number for John, by the way, is 903-283-7742. And the website, real easy to remember, tylerforeverfamilies.org. So we're talking about a couple of websites here. The main one is hopefor100.org and then also tylerforeverfamilies.org, or call John Daniel at 903-283-7742 if you want more information. I think we maybe touched on this a little earlier, but as far as Hope for 100, uh, one of these days you might have to change it to Hope for 300 or 400 right. or 1,000. Uh, yeah, I think we're there. You, you're, you're basically, what, yeah. closing in now on 200 families right. and children? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. We are. We are. But the work continues. It does continue. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, that's great that we, we met our first mission of, of helping 100 children. But unfortunately, the numbers continue to grow, the number mm -hmm. of children placed in foster care. And I'll tell you, one of the huge issues right here in East Texas is meth. And CPS mm. workers and judges tell me that is one of the reasons they're pulling lots of kids out of East Texas homes right now, mm -hmm. which is very, very sad. Yeah. So uh, the resources are available. Help is available. The numbers are not going down, which is why we need more families to step up. We have a, a foster home shortage here. We don't have enough homes. Right. And so a child, so to speak, is traumatized, traumatized twice mm -hmm. because then they're placed outside of the East Texas area. So they're taken away from everything they have left that's familiar, their school their friends. Mm -hmm. If there is family that they are allowed to see, they're removed. They're wherever in Dallas or, or in, in another Texas city. Mm -hmm. uh, someone like uh, me and uh, so many of us who have grown up in stable families. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we had our issues, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, for me or my uh, brother or sisters to have been put in a situation like this where all of a sudden we were pulled away for yes. whatever right. reason. I right. mean, uh, that that's the only frame of reference I have, but I can just imagine how traumatic that must be for well, some of these kids. I'll tell you what's so heartbreaking about this. When we have to split them up because of a shortage of homes, a lot of times siblings yeah. are split up. That's true, and yes. And so many of these kids tell me, you know, it's all I had left was my brother, my sister, and now I can't see him but maybe once a month. It's mm -hmm. heartbreaking. It must be. Absolutely must be. Talking to Jillian Sheridan and Kelly DeShazo, co-chairs of this year's Stand Sunday on behalf of the organization Hope for 100. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And I think it's time to tell a couple of personal stories. Both of you have adopted have children, and I guess you can just kind of... Uh, Decide on your own who goes first. Who wants to tell your story first? I guess I'll go first, John. Okay, Kelly, thanks. <laughs> okay, so my husband and I, um, we really, we got married older, and we really didn't think, my husband had been married before. He had two adopted children from that marriage as well. And so we just thought, you know, we're too old, whatever, so we just kind of moved on. But they started Hope for 100, thank you, Jillian, um, at Green Acres. And honestly, the Lord just started speaking to us, and we just felt like, you know, we probably aren't too old, and maybe we can do this. And, and the truth is, 
because we were older parents, adoption, um, as far as agencies that you might use, it's kind of limiting because not everyone will work with older parents. And so we had to do our homework and find an agency that would um, allow we weren't senior citizens, but we kind of felt like it, mm. to adopt. And so it ended up being the same agency that my stepdaughters were adopted through. And so we adopted a, a newborn. And honestly, I think that the, the neat thing about it is because of the impact of Hope for 100, that really is why we pursued it. We were sitting in church on, well, at the time it was called orphan sunday Mm -hmm. at our church Uh and jillian was a big part of that we went to an event at the church as well and that is really what laid the groundwork for us to pursue adoption and so we adopted our little girl she's now seven years old so we have three adopted adopted children our oldest is 28 our middle child is 22 and then our youngest is seven all three girls adopted from the same agency same um social worker was there for all three of our kids when they were born and so anyway I can't I never in my life envisioned adoption I just didn't think that's what was going to happen in my life and I cannot imagine my life without it it is life-changing and Mm -hmm. just that you don't people always say oh you've done so much I was like no 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 this child changed us we we're she's the blessing to us we're just you know happy we got to be a part of her life so um, anyway, I can't, I, I'm, adoption is just an, an amazing blessing. And mm-hmm. you know, John, you hear that so many times yeah. that the blessing goes both ways. Mm-hmm. The child's blessed and the family. And in working with foster kids, which I've done now for about 16 years in East Texas, oh, okay. you'll see a child who you think that child has so much baggage, so many issues, there's no way that child's going to change. You put them in a loving, stable, supportive, permanent home. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. Those kids change. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they change. That baggage can go away once they feel that safety and security. Mm-hmm. Jillian, let's hear your story now. Well, um, I got married in 2000. And, of course, my plan, my husband and I, <laughs> our plan was we were going to have our, quote, unquote, own children, mm-hmm. our biological children. It often starts off that way. It does. Yeah. A lot of families starts out that way. Uh, but then things happen, and you're unable to have children. And, and so we went along on that journey for nine years of I'm having my own children. Well, what's interesting is we got married in 2000. In 2000, I started working with foster children here in East Texas, featuring them on television. Yeah. Then I started Hope for 100. Well, then I also felt that call and realized it's not my plan. It's his plan. And That's he's right. telling me we should adopt. Mm. So my husband and I then began the process and ended up adopting two little girls, from right here in East Texas and have been the greatest blessing in our life. Mm -hmm. So his plan was definitely better than our own because Mm -hmm. these two girls couldn't be more perfect for our family. Mm -hmm. And the funny part about it is our girls are the same age. Mm -hmm. So they go to school together. (laughs) They look alike. It's hilarious. So anyway, some people think they're sisters. And so it's just God's just had the whole thing figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, As I'm listening to you talk, there are people that are going to be listening to this show, people who are going to attend Stand Sunday, people who are going to give uh, Kevin Burdett or John Daniel a call mm-hmm. to find out more about uh, mm-hmm. Hope for 100 or Forever Families. And uh, some of them are going to be good prospects for adoption. Some of them, it's maybe not quite something that they feel they've been called to do, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, I, I guess we've kind of been over this already because there are so many options available for people yeah. who want to work with kids. But uh, maybe it's not for you. 
Maybe you need to be doing something else. Maybe kids aren't even your thing. Maybe you need to be doing some other type of volunteer work. So if it were coming from my mouth, I would say just be real careful. Listen to your hearts. um, Listen to uh, whatever voice you hear inside you and uh, try and make the best decision you can on behalf of yourself and your family and the kids you may or may not be affecting. Mm -hmm. You know, John, it's interesting. I tell people, think about it. Your time, talent, your treasure. Maybe it's just your time. Maybe you offer to babysit for a family that has adopted Mm -hmm. so they can still have a date night. Or maybe you provide a meal for that family that's fostering. So that's how you are still helping. It's with your time. Maybe it is your talent. Um, There is a church, First Baptist Church in White House, that has a program Uh called Grace Embedded. They build wooden beds for foster children. Uh So when a child is pulled out and there's not a bed available, they are right there at the doorstep to provide that bed for that child. That's a great way you're using your talent, your skills, and still helping a child in the process. And then as we've mentioned, maybe it is your treasure. Maybe financially you can help Mm -hmm. another family adopt or foster or provide something that a foster child needs. Let's talk a little bit about financial donations and you do accept and encourage financial donations for Hope for 100 and I guess it's just a matter of going to the website and clicking on the donate now button like right. it is mm-hmm. with so many others these days. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you would be surprised the different things that pop up. Um, we get calls a family doesn't have a car seat or they yes. you, know, you just never know what's going to pop up and so and and we uh, we we provide the resources wherever we can. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you one other thing a lot of people ask about. Um, you, you mentioned it's, it's hard to know where to get started. Yeah. Some people want to know if, if they're even eligible to adopt. Yes. Mm, good single, point. single people can adopt. Couples obviously can adopt. Older couples can adopt. Mm-hmm. A single older person can adopt. That's there right. is no black and white, here's who you have to be. Here's mm-hmm. your financial status that you have to meet in order to help a child. Mm-hmm. If you've got love in your heart for a child, that is the only qualification you need. Okay. Uh, again, not everyone can adopt. You can be a foster parent. Um, they might consider becoming a CASA, court-appointed mm-hmm. special advocate. Tell us just a little bit about CASA, since you've kind of highlighted them in uh, the materials that we're discussing this morning. We've had them on the show a number of times. Tell us a little bit about the kind of work they do. It's real important. Right. And it's extensive training that they go through in order to know how to help a child through the court system. And that's... that court-appointed special advocate. They're appointed to a child. They are the constant in that child's life. What's interesting sometimes, it's the only constant that child has in their life. Caseworkers are going to change. Foster homes may change. But that CASA worker stays with them through the whole case. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I was interviewing a young boy for one of my stories on CBS 19. And and I said to him, boy, you sure look nice. I can see you got a new shirt on and new jeans and a hat. He said, well, my CASA worker bought that for me Mm -hmm. for this interview. Yeah. And they mean so, they become like family. There was one um, child that went on and was adopted and, and ended up getting married, and the castle worker walked her down the aisle. Wow. Mm. I mean, it, they do become wow. family because they're so intimately involved with the child, the cases, and ultimately looking out for the best interest of mm-hmm. the child. Okay, it's very good explanation. Thanks, me. Jillian. A person could also be a mentor to a child here in East Texas. You tell us there are several schools that need mentors to help read to kids, play ball with them, anything to show a child he or she is loved and matters to somebody. So that's another option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Orphans, uh, excuse me, Stand Sunday. <laughs> Used to be Orphan Sunday, now it's Stand <laughs> Sunday. That's what we're talking about under the auspices of Hope, One, Hope for 100. It's at Green Acres Baptist Church. 
in Tyler, Sunday, November 6th, and you need to hit the 9 a.m. service or the the 10.30 a.m. service. There will be a lot discussed during the services, and I guess the real opportunities to get things in motion are going to be from the people who are there on site with booths and mm -hmm. with uh, mm -hmm. advice and just uh, giving you an initial direction to go in if you want right. to pursue this. Right, because there's just... It's very easy to be overwhelmed. I think Kelly and I would both admit, yes. too. Everyone who's been through this process at some point is overwhelmed. It's also an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You never it know is. what turn you're going to take next or what your case, what turn you'll take next. And there's so many decisions and things to consider. For example, if you're going to adopt, do you want an open adoption, mm -hmm. meaning that the birth mother and your family has communication, you see each other? Will it be semi-open, where you just simply yes. e exchange mm -hmm. pictures? Or, or is it closed, where you have no contact whatsoever with the birth mother mm -hmm. and or father? Mm -hmm. So you need to think about all those things. And sometimes the decision on if it's open or closed usually is the birth mother's That's decision right. uh -huh. but you have to decide what are you comfortable Can with you then? do that yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you uh, kelly i i know that you re mentioned without naming it the agency that you worked mm -hmm. with and jillian i know you did the same thing um Mm -hmm. uh, overall, would you say that there is a good choice of different adoption agencies in the Tyler area and that just uh, really you can do a little uh, shopping around? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, that, I would recommend that. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, I mean, interview them because you're going to be working very closely with the agencies. Sure. And, um, and, and, and it's not one size fits all on the agencies either. The different agencies do different things, and some of them focus on international some of them like i said have age limits different things that they'll do some of them won't do a closed adoption uh -huh. they only do open adoptions yeah. so you have to really like jillian said do your homework know what you want to do going in and then you really are interviewing they're interviewing you but you're interviewing them too mm -hmm. and i do want to mention too obviously if you go with an agency there's a price you're, yes. you're going to pay an adoption fee important if, yeah. if you go with cps there's virtually no cost whatsoever. That's right. And so families need to know that as well. And sometimes, depending on the situation, if you're adopting a sibling or special needs, or there's subsidies available to help that mm -hmm. family as well. Okay. That's important to mention. We yes. hadn't talked about that before. Child Protective Services can be a real yes. big player it is. in this Absolutely. whole process. Now, if somebody wants to start something like Hope for 100 in their church, what can they do there? I would contact Kevin Burdett. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Fifteen churches right here in our area have already started their own form of, of an orphan ministry. Mm -hmm. So we encourage, we meet with different churches, do any any presentations that are needed. We're always willing to do that because it's not just one church, one child fits all. No. We all have to play a part in helping the millions of orphans who need love and support of a forever family. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, Kevin Burdett, and that number again is 903-574-7926. If you want email addresses, all on the website, hopefor100.org. Um, easier to, to give that out than to it, you get tripped up a lot reading email addresses on the air. So we'll just, uh, Kevin is the Minister of Adult Impact at Green Acres Baptist Church. And if you want to go the Forever Families route, that's John Daniel. He's at 903-283-7742. Again, uh, Hope for 100 is the organization and... Um, the event is Stand Sunday at Green Acres Baptist Church, Sunday, November 6th, 9 a.m. 
and turn 10.30 a.m., pretty much everything you're going to need from what I'm hearing is uh, what you're going to need to get started with the whole process. I wanted to go over a couple of other things here and just really emphasize that if you go to that hopefor100.org website, there is a very lengthy uh, rundown of some of the things that uh, you may want to educate yourself about before you even hit an event like Stand mm -hmm. Sunday or talk to Kevin Burdett or John Daniel. Mm -hmm. Adoption counseling, mentoring, and sponsorship. We talked about donations, and I guess sponsorship can come under the heading and uh, really should come under the heading in a lot of cases of, of that. You can sponsor a child? You or? can. You can sponsor a child. Um, there's a lot of international programs yes. where you can sponsor a child. Um, like on Sunday... Child Protective Services will have what they call their East Texas Heart Gallery. Mm -hmm. Those are pictures of local foster children. I've seen that, right? yeah. And we will have those displayed with information about that child as well. So there's so many different options. It's just a matter of getting the information and deciding what's a good fit for you and or your family. Mm -hmm. One more thing on that Hope for a 100 website that I just spotted and that I had made a note of earlier. People have some big questions, and you'll see it on the website, the big questions families have. Some Common misconceptions, adoption costs too much, fear mm -hmm. that a child's birth parents will get a child back after the adoption. We've already covered the ground of uh, yep. the birth parent involvement. Yep. Emotional issues of the adopted child that I won't know how to handle. That might be a red flag for some folks. It might yep. mean you need to go in a different right. direction. Right. Inability to love an adopted child as a biological child. Legitimate concerns and Hope for 100 and Stand Sunday can give good answers to all of those questions, yeah, basically. Absolutely. And, and I will tell you, as an adoptive parent, I love that child just as if I gave birth to her. Oh. I mean, she grew mm -hmm. in my heart. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't even and yeah, there's just there's no difference. Mm -hmm. We have to wrap it up, but again, let me give the information out for everybody uh, in case you missed it the first four or five times. <laughs> Hope for 100. It's at hopefor100.org, and we're talking about that organization Stand Sunday at Green Acres Baptist Church Sunday, November 6, 9 a.m., 10:30 a.m. at Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler. It's been a pleasure and a real education for me and for our listeners too as well. Jillian Sheridan and Kelly DeShazo, co-chairs of this year's Hope for 100 Stand Sunday. Our guest this morning, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, John. John. You bet. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.